Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and once again, we're coming to you on this Friday of November the 13th um, of 2020 with part two of our uh, discussion that we began today earlier on uh, as we uh, are speaking under the theme, Enter the Dragon. So we want to quickly get into the Word of God and and give you the rest of, of uh of this discussion of this study as we continue in our discussion again uh our in our panel we have brother marty and brother fernando and we were going to we're going to continue to discuss the things we were discussing in part one so brother marty i'll leave it to you as we continue in our discussion amen so where we left off uh we we took the the cover off uh of what we believe is is the mystery of this dragon. We we laid we laid out the the uh, the argument and and the scriptural thesis um, that that what we are witnessing and what we were having revealed to us is, is that the unleashing of this mysterious creature called the beast from the bottomless pit, which is done by Satan, Revelation nine one and verse 2 and verse 11 of chapter 9 as well he as he can be seen in chapter 11 verse 7 that he allows him to go forth and become an agent of his will and 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 the ultimate goal is is the destruction of of God's church and the breaking of the prophetic word of God as revealed throughout the scriptures how he did that uh would take a a process of time in many senses that has lasted over the last 2,000 years and then began in earnest uh, to manifest itself as we entered into the 20th century and all the historic events that took place, culminating really in 1948 with the establishment of Israel as a church, recapturing of Jerusalem 1967, and then just recently in 2018, Jerusalem being proclaimed the capital of Israel. In the interim, what what John the Apostle reveals to us is that a super state would begin to emerge with a global agenda, that it would be the reviving of the old Roman Empire, and that it would begin to arise from where it originated from. He identifies a geographic location. It is how we know that it is the old Roman Empire being allowed to manifest itself again in the end of time. Revelation chapter 17, 9 says that the spirit of of it the seven-headed dragon comes to rest on the seven mountains and at john's time those seven mountains were referencing uh, rome itself the capital city of the global superstate of their day and what he is then telling us is that it will be allowed to rise from that same territory in the end of time and would become the marker to that end time generation that we have indeed entered into the, the, the tribulation and quite possibly the last days or the end time days of human history just prior to the coming of the Lord. And so what we saw was that in verse 2 of Revelation chapter 13, uh, that there would be a beast, which was like a leopard, has the feet of a bear, and his mouth is the mouth of the lion. And so when we when we see the beast take shape now, it's no longer rising. It has now settled in to the chief components necessary to exercise its desire to become a, a dominant global power once again. However, as we ended our broadcast in part one, we discovered 
that it is missing a chief component at that time. It needs to be given the power to do it. The framework is set in place. It reaches a particular zenith, but yet in many ways it is, it is powerless until we see uh, the entering of the dragon. And in our last broadcast at the end of it, we discussed how we believe that the dragon, which is that old serpent, the devil, takes residence from the most ancient of lands, that most mysterious of places, and we, we believe that to be the nation of China. And that in that and with that in mind, as we're looking at it from the perspective of what we are witnessing take place right now on the planet as we talk today, has a lot to do with what we witnessed. And in this, if you're just listening to part two, this will confuse you, but we believe that it's tied to what's actually happening in the United States election and all the turmoil that we find ourselves witnessing right now. There is only one nation on the face of the earth that has stood in the way of, of, of realizing a, a dominant uh, expression of a global super state. And what seems to be taking shape as it's revealed in the book of Revelation is that super state has two components. One is a beast that takes the form of the old Roman Empire, and one is a dragon. We believe that is the missing piece. That piece is China, and the dragon is expressing himself, that is Satan himself, from that part of the world. And so it was a clue to us that something had to rise at the end of time to give the empowering or the infusion of power in order to make it all click. There's something standing in the middle. That's the United States. We've talked at that at length in, in, in part one of this Enter the Dragon series or podcast series. But so we pick it up from where we left off. We see in Revelation chapter two that the, that the leopard, the bear, and the lion are the chief components and reflections of the old super state come to fruition again in the last days. We believe we're seeing that now. But verse two also tells us that it cannot do what it wants to do unless the dragon gives it its power, its seat, and great authority. Brothers, Brother Fernando, we closed out the part one with you uh, talking about the technology and considering the technology of, of, of the Chinese super state. Could you, could you just kind of go over that a minute, what you said that we needed to consider or think about? Yeah, uh, we spoke about, well, you, you said that within 50 years, you know, from uh, Mao Zedong and, and the civilization that there was, then was in China to to where it is today. And, and you know, the the way cities are being built, man, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like New York on steroids, right? When you look Very at the video, so. and, and uh, I think uh, it, it said that, uh, China is producing the most millionaires. Uh, the tech, the uh, the technology uh, that and the explosion of that technology, uh, one has to wonder and consider uh, where is this uh, information coming from? Where they're so technologically advanced, are they being given this technology by some unseen power? Uh, and we spoke about how in the days of Nimrod, uh, that's exactly what began to take place. Um, if you do some deep studies, you realize that the, the civilization leading after the flood, leading up to the days of Nimrod, was very advanced to the point where we have some uh, some 
some structures around the world that that still boggle the mind of most architects, and they wonder how in the world was this stuff built, right? right? Um, and so forth and so on. And we're seeing that China is at the forefront of this new technology, this new wave. Um, I mean, you go down the list, right? Uh, AI, you go, you know, uh, artificial intelligence, um, uh, mm-hmm. Big Brother, right? The surveillance system. Um, China is the most, uh, uh, the, the country with, that's under surveillance by far. Yeah, you know, and so forth and so on. I mean, they're they're constructing databases to, with with uh, uh, the, the the citizens of China's DNA by the millions. You know, so they're up to something. But one has to wonder where is this coming from, right? And that's what we're talking about. Is it? Could yeah. it be? Now, this this is what we're throwing out there. Could it be that the dragon, the devil, is seeing this ancient civilization? as the conduit to infuse the uh, one world agenda, the antichrist agenda. And there's no, uh, there's no question about it. When you turn on the television, that China is behind and in front of most of what's going on. Right. Uh, And we had, we were talking about how uh, Xi, President Xi quoted Mao Zedong. And I mean, the boldness now that China has. And he said, he spoke <laughs> to any outside invader. He says, yeah. we want you to know that we are well organized. And he quoted Mao Zedong, and we will not be trifled with. My Lord, that's really, really good there. And and uh, and, and that's what we're saying, right? And so we're, we're, we have put forth, and again, go back and listen to part one, but we've already you know, laid the, the the foundation for the irony of the fact that being the oldest civilization, you go back and study its history, its its uh its symbol, its first national flag, it's in the embracing of its emperors of the dragon is unlike any culture on the planet. It is the symbol of China. And is it, it does it's not without a note, but to see that what the Book of Revelation symbolically reveals to us here is that the dragon is a is the is the infuser like brother uh, fernando just said uh, uh of the power and the ability uh to help uh this european superstate realize its goal and and also from that territory we will see the rise of the antichrist now, the scripture seems to indicate, and I'm just throwing this out there for a later date when we discuss it uh, at some other time as the Lord allows us to, that even in the end, there will be some sort of uh, betrayal in many ways by the beast that inhabits the Antichrist in that what we are told in the book of Revelation is that the kings of the east, which is China, will come down into the Middle East. Everything's going to be settled right around Jerusalem. This is the War of Armageddon. It seems that some sort of betrayal occurs between the Antichrist and the Chinese territories because (laughs) they come to make war in the Valley of Megiddo. It seems that the Antichrist himself moves uh, to take control of Jerusalem. And and that what you will read in the book of Revelation is that there will be a 200 million man army that comes across the east 
and comes down into the Middle East and that they will seek to fight uh, against each other. And, and, and it's just like the devil in this crowd, right? But it's at that moment that the Lord Jesus Christ returns, Revelation chapter 19, and they will once again unify and turn their technology on the Lord himself. This is insanity, I know, but read the book of Revelation. <laughs> That's what it says. So, but let's go on here because, because what, I, what I think we're going to, to, to lay out is what we believe we are actually seeing now. And, and again, you need to listen to part one to fill in some of these blanks, but it is our prophetic thesis, and, and, and we're going to make the case that we believe that 2020 has triggered the end time. And I want to share something with you, right? So, so here we go. If our prophetic thesis is right, then what we have seen and what is being attempted has the United States right in the center of it. What is being attempted is the removing of the United States of America from a nation state, from, from the superpower of both military, political, and global economic power. This is a power grab. And according to the book of Revelation, the dragon is instrumental in bringing this about. Remember, we're talking about the dragon being China. And it implies that there is a collusion with old Rome, which is what we've been talking about. And, and, and that the two will come together and focus their energies in removing the United States from its preeminence. It has to be. It's the only last free territory on the planet. It stands in the way of that unified global agenda. And what's so insidious is that this has happened over the last several decades while a feckless, false, weak-kneed, lily-livered, as the old-timers used to say, limp-wristed, uh, crazy, backslidden church has slept. And while it slept, the enemy has crept in. So that every institution, which is what we are witnessing right now across the landscape, every institution in this country is corrupted. And, and what we have seen in this election, by the way, is, 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 a, is an attempt to steal, not a vote, but to steal a nation. Now, let's take a look at this. It is possible that the dragon is in collusion with Europe and with those who are treacherous amongst us. Let's review for a moment China's role with, this, with these things in mind. Let's review China's role in 2020. Remember, brothers and sisters, China as the dragon. China's philosophy as a nation is, it, it comes from, and, and they still say it today, comes from that famous book called The Art of War that was written by General Sun, Sun Tzu. And remember that for the last, remember this, <clears throat> for the last two years, the United States, uh, it hit China's economy with, with overwhelming and, 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 and hard tariffs on its goods. That very act by, by the United States of, of leveling penalties and renegotiating contracts, which 
with, with the Chinese government threatened its rise and Europe's global agenda as America began to be strengthened. We're talking about 2020. By the time we reached January 2020, we were breaking all records. Understand that the attempt to bring down the presidency has unfolded on many levels. Remember, it started way back, uh, you know, when, when, when the inauguration took place, they started with the Russian collusion, two years of investigations by the, by uh, Mr. Mueller, the special counsel, the, the betrayal of the FBI, the, the falsifying of documents. Uh, then, they, then they moved at the end of 2019 into an impeachment when all that failed. They tried to impeach the presidency. They tried to bring it down that way. And then remember, in late 2019, rumors began to spread of, a, of an unknown plague, of a virus uh, that, that, check this out, where did it break out? This unknown plague broke out in China, in Wuhan. Wuhan. Yes. January 2020, just as the United States economy was hitting the highest levels in the history of the nation. And Europe, at the same time, began to suffer an economic depression. All of this success of the United States at that time, as we entered 2020, was threatening the global reset that had been declared in the first week of January from Davos, which is where you have the World Economic Forum which is Europe's old Roman Empire and its desire to have a one-world global economy. America was firing on all cylinders as we entered 2020 and was building in that way, having already destabilized the Chinese economy by leveling tariffs, if you remember, and removing uh, United States manufacturing and returning it back to the U.S. This, this hit China with a gut punch. And so as we entered 2020, it appeared as if the agenda of the administration was unstoppable and another four years was going to be leveled uh, or handed to it through the election. It was like he's unbeatable at this point. And I'm not preaching politics to you. I'm talking to you about the flow of human history and what we're witnessing now and to look at it properly and to grow up and see what's actually happening here. China made a move. Because as we they're, they're, remember, we just talked about they are the art. Their, their their favorite book is the art of war, and they started coming against another book called the art of the deal. And that's why I said rumors began to emerge from China, ironically so, in late December, as we're entering in a presidential election season in the United States, who is roaring as the number one superpower again. January 2020, the U.S. economy hits its highest in history. Europe begins suffering an economic depression, threatening the global reset. Late January, early February 2020, suddenly the pandemic breaks out. And it begins to be seen in earnest, especially if you remember, in China. But I, want to, I want you to consider something, brothers and sisters, listen. And I shared this on my Sunday broadcast, but listen. Consider the master magician. Remember, he shows you what he wants you to see. He makes you look in one direction in order to distract you 
and actually do his magic trick. <laughs> do you remember what we saw in China at the beginning of 2020, late 2019? We saw that videos began to emerge from China. Our television sets are on the internet, whatever. Uh, people, we saw people dropping dead in the streets. We saw China build 10,000 bed hospitals in nine days. We saw Wuhan, a city of 11 million people, come up under total draconian lockdown. And the, and the, and the city next to it, Wagang, they call it, of 6 million people next door, the same thing, an incredible lockdown. And if you remember back then, satellite photos began to emerge from China, from, from Wuhan, of these massive fires. Do you remember? Massive fires. And what they were telling us was those fires were actually uh, makeshift crematoriums because so many people were dying that they didn't have time to bury them. And they were just burning their body because the virus was so crazy. Ask yourself, how is it that these reports, these images, these videos, these photos we were seeing, how is it that they managed to escape the greatest surveillance state apparatus the world has ever seen? Nothing gets out of China. Nothing. But all that did. Brothers and sisters, they that's exactly what they wanted us to see. They specialize in the art of war, remember. They don't think in five-minute increments. They think in long-term goals. And we're talking about the dragon now. They quite possibly let these things happen and showed it to the West in the way they wanted to, us to see it in order to destabilize entire nations, but particularly ours, because we were once the greatest generation that, that rebuilt Europe and destroyed Nazism and overthrew Japanese imperialism, but now they know we're nothing but a bunch of iPhone-toting, Netflix-watching, overweight people that don't have the same kind of stomach that we once did when, when our great-grandfathers and grandmothers and our parents before has built this great nation and held forth the word of God as the symbolism and light for the whole world. They knew we were soft and they made their move. This is what they showed us. Ask yourself, we were watching people dying in the streets, people being taken off the street, doors being bolted, hospitals filled with people. Really? Is that what we were seeing? I wonder. That's what they wanted us to see. And then in March, if you remember, we all saw it spread over to Europe. And where did it start? Italy. The plague came to the beast territory. Images of coffins by the thousands, do you remember? In Italy. We were watching it on our TV. They didn't have room for the coffins. They were loading trucks and burying people. They had to dig big trenches because they didn't have room for everybody. They, they, they couldn't allow those bodies to, they didn't have enough 
refrigerators for the bodies. They, they, they had to bury them one on top of another in mass graves. That's what we were seeing as we closed out February and entered into the first and second week of March. And by March 19th, it, it came to America's soil, if you remember. And on March the 19th, America had to shut down. This is 2020. Remember, our schools, our churches, our businesses, et cetera, all of them have shut down, even to this day. And now they're talking now about a dark winter. And the new administration, if it is allowed to take power, is talking about, I've got the articles right here on my desk. They're saying that the first thing they're going to do is institute a national United States lockdown for six full weeks, two months, almost two months. No one can leave their house let alone, it's not going to be the kind of lockdown we've seen to this point. This is a full-fledged national not lockdown they're talking about coming. But let's go back to March 19th. We're talking about the art of war. We're talking about the dragon and the beast working together to eliminate the last remaining piece of the puzzle. March 19th, America has a shutdown. Churches, schools, business, and the economy collapses. And the global and the U.S. media in lock, stock, barrel with them in earnest begins to spread unbelievable fear on a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week basis. And the attack on the president and the attack on his supporters increased. And anyone who disagreed with their, with their running narrative was called a ignorant or some sort of a science denier and any any scientist or any doctor who had a different point of view remember they were deplatforming them they were not allowing them to speak they were shutting them down calling them crazy or whatever it's an agenda and then <laughs> in uh in may 2020 what happened the George Floyd incident. Remember, as we entered into summer, Memorial Day weekend, we had the George Floyd incident. And then from May through August, what did we see? We saw the rise of, of George Soros-backed groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, by the way, whose agenda is both anarchy and communism, the destruction of the family, the removing of Christianity, on and on and on. May through August, that's what began to happen in the United States. Our streets were filled with rioting and looting. All summer long, cities were burning. Churches were set on fire. Bibles were being burnt in the streets. And this reached all the way to Washington, D.C. And while our cities burned and the virus uh, statistics were touted every day, it's just getting worse and worse and worse, right, increasing every day. The virus was used as a misdirection to change election laws in the United States. And we overrode the con Constitution. And while nobody was looking, remember how the magician works? Look over here, but what I'm really doing is over here, but I want you to see what I want you to see. While people were in a panic, the streets are burning, <laughs> You know, all the nuts that, and crazy stuff we'd seen throughout this summer. Did you know they were changing voting laws across the United States? 
in, in the major battleground states that we're now contesting right now, right before our eyes, which, by the way, the United States and global media has, has, has put an entire shutdown on any kind of information getting out there on a national basis. You, you literally have to dig and look for information if you want it right now, if it doesn't go with the collective narrative. And since when did the global media become the one that anoints a transitional power into the United States? What are they trying to do? Do you have eyes to see? Do you understand what's actually taking place here? I'm telling you, this has got the fingerprints or the claw prints of the dragon all over it. And it's been done in collusion with a Europe that's waiting in power. The virus was used as misdirection to change election laws in the United States in anticipation that because of the popularity for good or bad, I'm just putting it out there for your consideration of the current administration, they knew they didn't have a chance. Their polling told them, so they started and initiated a great pop propaganda campaign. Why is it that Facebook has twi hired 12 uh, professional uh, censors, the people that, that control the flow of information, uh, uh, they've hired 12 of them from the Chinese government. They are controlling Facebook policy right now. They're the ones that are deciding and teaching them how to control the information. What is going on? So the virus was used as misdirection and they used it to change United States election laws, especially in the key battleground states. And suddenly we went from a constitutionally mandated uh, November 3rd vote in person uh, election to a mail uh, in ballot election where nothing can be verified and truckloads can show up between the time of two o'clock and four o'clock in the morning and suddenly turn the tide of the election. Game over, brothers and sisters. Big tech, big media, global powers empowered by the dragon have worked it to perfection. What does this mean? I mean, is it possible that the time has arrived? You know, that the next several months will witness a great global reset? But really, the next several days and weeks, they are crucial, absolutely crucial uh, to what's happening. That is what we are witnessing as a struggle for the last remaining vestige of freedom. The world stands on the brink of being brought under the, under the most dystopian, dis, the draconian, whatever word you want to use, Orwellian, communistic, Marxist, fascist, super state that we have ever seen. And it was prophesied in the book of Revelation and told us throughout the holy prophets of old and the holy apostles who warned us that these days would come. Now, what what are we going <laughs> what is what are we going to see there's something very interesting i want to i want to tell you revelation chapter 13 speaks of that wounded head, right? But then it pauses. And then it's as if it fast forwards into our time and into our future. And we know this because it's shortly after this that that 
that verse five takes shape and that wicked one appears for the last three and a half years upon the planet. But but it seems to be identifying that that old territory that something deadly would come upon it. What is this wound? What is this wound that 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 is healed? Can you read Revelation thirteen three, Brother Jeremy again? And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. So what seems to be implied here is that uh, that something in the future, as John saw it from his perspective, would come to that geographic territory of old Europe, and that it, it, it manifests itself as a wound, but just before uh, the, the balance of the end of time takes place, that the wound is going to be healed. And the interesting response of the healing of the wound is the worship of the dragon, right? Verse 4, and they, and they worship the dragon, which had given power unto the beast. What is this wound that is healed? And we, we talked about this before. Brother Jeremy, can you look up the word wound for us? Do you have that capability today? I'll see from my technology here. It's uh, in verse 3, right? Wounded. The word wound or wounded? Wound. Wound. It says a stroke. By implication, a wound, figuratively a calamity. A plague. A what? Plague. Plague. A wound. A calamity. It seems to say that when these things are about to happen, that a plague would come upon the territory of old Europe. It's something suffered by the public. It's a public calamity. It's a plague. It's a wound. It's an interesting word that we can apply that word plague and how much that takes interesting thought in our time because what has set all this off 2020 was a plague, a virus. Now, it says that the plague was was healed. What does the word healed mean, Brother Jeremy? It means, it means to wait upon menially to adore to heal to worship so all of that's wrapped up in it but it literally means to heal or to cure right to restore to hell yes and then and then that it's this healing of a plague and the restoring to health of the geographic territory that we're talking about, old Europe, that causes the world to do what? Just read the first sentence there, Brother Jeremy, of verse 4. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. There's an interesting component here in the word uh, worship. <laughs> Can you look that up for us? The word worship. It says it's a... <clears throat> meaning to kiss like a dog licking his master's hand um, to 
And then, and then just read to me number. No, you scroll down and read to me number one and the first part of number two. To kiss the hand to towards one, in token of reverence, among the Orientals. Wait, especially among who? The Orientals. Ah. (laughs) Wow. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just going to leave that one hanging out there. Very interesting phraseology. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what, what, what we see then that is possibly being told, let's bring this tightest bow together here, is that two particular geographic territories quite possibly of the planet would emerge at the end of time. Both influenced in what they become by the dragon, which is the devil, and the beast that rises up out of the bottomless pit. The beast seems to be able to take over what once was the old Roman Empire and through the process of time begin to influence those nation states there into surrendering their sovereignty and becoming once again or having once again the desire for a global agenda and a global super state. They seem to be able through a period of time to institute the framework and the construct that could make that possible. But they are weakened in the sense is that they can't enact what they really want to do, though they've tried. And then there is that woman that's revealed that rides that beast, so to speak, or that dominates the territory of old Rome. We're putting forth the thesis that that has always been, even though there are pre-tribulationists that would argue with you and say, no, that's talking about something else. No, no. Read it. We leave it out there for you. We're not being dogmatic about it. We're just saying uh, it's possible that then we have revealed to us that in order for old Rome to actually realize its desire to become a super state, it, it has to be given that power by a power greater than itself. It's represented by Satan himself, but the symbol is the dragon. In order for the dragon to express his will in the earth, he needs human vessels. And so we put forth the thesis that the dragon is symbolic, uh, not without note, of what is ancient China. And it is not without irony that ancient China has now risen to be one of the only two superpowers remaining on the planet. And its agenda is to enslave the whole world. But it appears that what's being revealed here is that it's going to, in in many senses, control the planet from its own perch, which is in the far east. But it allows old Roman Empire to, to realize its agenda, the two of them working together. Something will happen in that territory, what we were told in verse 3, that would take the form of a plague. And that the plague would have to be healed and cured. That's what we just read. We believe that that is the coronavirus and that it was used as a precursor to further along the agenda of this global superstate that the book of Revelation is predicting. And that as a result of that, that the healing of the plague then brings worship toward the dragon or in, in, in our prophetic thesis here, it brings admiration and worship toward the dragon Precisely because the dragon is the origin, we believe, of the healing itself, of the plague. 
Now, I'm going to tell you something here. I have this article here. Let me find it. I found very interesting. I read it this morning because what I'm telling you is that it's quite possible that this vaccination that will be given into the European superstate for the healing of the coronavirus will also come from China. So not only will China be able to empower or bring together this agenda, but it's also going to rise to the position of, of the healer of the world. <laughs> Listen to this. I read this article today, and this comes from something called Merrick's. It's, uh, it's the Institute for Chinese Studies. They put this out today uh, uh, on, on, their, on their website. And, and, the, and the title of the arg article was China's Vaccine Diplomacy, Partnering for Trials in at least 16 Countries Worldwide. Vaccine diplomacy has replaced mask diplomacy in the realm of China's coronavirus geopolitics. There are currently uh, 10 coronavirus vaccines in the final phase of, uh, phase of clinical trials, but four of these are being developed by Chinese companies. And, and they have worked with Europe and their uh, pharmaceutical companies, their partner institution overseas, and, and many countries already have been hosting trials and have also worked out agreements with their Chinese partners to purchase doses of the vaccine for global distribution. This is in today's article. Listen to what it says here. In mid-September, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, even approved a Chinese, the Chinese vaccine for emergency use coming from their company Sinopharm. Listen to this making China the first country to have a vaccine approved for use by foreign countries. Xi Jinping, the president of China, has pledged China's coronavirus vaccine, listen to this, as a global public good. The application of a Chinese vaccine will also be geopolitically significant and if China becomes the first country to manufacture a safe and, effect, and effective vaccine at scale, the achievement will carry symbolic weight and it will frame China as the global savior. End of article. Is this what we are witnessing, brothers and sisters? Remember, what we are witnessing right now is the stealing, not of a vote, but the stealing of a nation. And the corruption is so deep as to have many, many of our hallowed institutions sold out and under the control, quite possibly, of the dragon. And the hatred of the old Roman Empire, Europe, working together uh, through many, many <laughs> deep state and, and ultimately deep church, if you will, as it's referred to by Cardinal Vigano, the nuncio of the Vatican, when he relates to the Pope himself. Because remember, there's one final piece of the puzzle. There's the dragon. 
there's the beast, and then Revelation 13:11 speaks of the one that rises from the earth having two horns like a lamb. But he, listen to this, speaks as a dragon. We're going to look on Monday, if the Lord allows, at who this person is and why it's tied to the dragon and how it's tied to the dragon. We believe it is Rome. It is the Vatican. And it will throw its its little yarmulke in the ring with the dragon. And it already has. See, in the Protestant West, we don't understand our history. But thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ and his holy apostles, because they laid it out for us in the word of Almighty God in the book of Revelation. The global super state is seeking to take over this nation. And brothers and sisters, we are just days away. What's being contested in the courts right now is far greater than Republican or Democrat. Really, there is no Democrat Party anymore. Not the one I grew up with. Not the party of JFK and Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy and and those great people that we admired in my house when I was growing up. No, this is the party uh, of the CCP. (laughs) This is the party of the sellout and the deep state. This is the party that is seeking to overthrow the United States as we know it, and they have an agenda. As a matter of fact, I want to read something to you from one of our latest fair-haired stars in the Democratic Party. Uh, What she said, uh, uh, and this is from Breitbart.com. This was on November the 6th. The very first thing she says, this is the representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is what she said. Anyone arch- is anyone uh, archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? She she thinks that she says I foresee decent probability that many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. In other words, she says don't let them cover it up. Anybody that voted for the president or that has a conservative point of view or that questions the authenticity of what we are witnessing right now on a national and global scale are, are worthy of being compiled on a, uh, on a hit list of the enemies of the state. Uh, this is from Climate Warrior. Listen to what he says. If you know anyone who supported Trump, and again, I'm not talking to you about politics here. I'm just telling you what they're saying. If you know anybody who supported Trump, please add their names to our database. They will be dealt with in due course once the appropriate legal framework can be put into place. Hashtag the Trump Accountability Project. Brothers and sisters, last time I checked, over 71 million people voted for the administration. They're talking about compiling an accountability list for anyone who voted against them. And finally, along that line, Uh, This database includes uh, a list of federal judges and Supreme Court justices appointed by the president. Then there's the journalist Jennifer Rubin, one of the chief journalists for the Washington Post. She's a columnist and a quote-unquote never-Trumper. She tweeted that anyone challenging the 2020 election results should not only be disqualified from holding public office, but ostracized from society. Anyone, any conservative, any Republican, 
or anyone that now promotes rejection of the election or calling to not follow the will, quote unquote, of the voters or making baseless allegations of fraud should never serve in office, join a corporate board, find a faculty position, or be accepted into any form of employment or any other community of polite society. I warn you, she says, we already have a list. This is not Russia. This is not Moscow. This is the United States of America, and this is coming from your elected officials today. Uh, from the website uh, revolver.com. It's a great red, red website if you ever get a chance. It, it, it posts many, many articles from around the world. It deals with constitutional and criminal law. Uh, this was issued from the office of the uh, Michigan Attorney General. The threat of criminal prosecution has been issued from the office of Michigan's Attorney General, and it's a chilling escalation of the crackdown on free speech in the United States of America, and it calls for a full censorship of the Internet. This is what is said. We have been discussing the calls from top Democrats for increased private censorship on social media and the Internet. President-elect Joe Biden has himself called for such censorship, including blocking the President of the United States from being able to tweet any criticism of the mail-in voting. Listen to this. The call, remember we were talking about the beast, the call mirrors the trend in Europe where countries like France and Germany and England have criminalized speech with ever-expanding examples of prohibited expressions and views. In other words, they've compiled a list of what you can and cannot say. The calls for censorship and criminalization of speech have become a rallying cry for liberals in the United States. Listen to this. Even the academics now embrace speech uh, codes, that is, teachers in our schools and universities, they embrace speech codes and censorship. The erosion of free speech on social media and the Internet includes calls from leading Democratic leaders for years to implement private censorship of political speech, a view that is supported by the major professors across the Ivy League schools and other universities filtering down to our high schools and elementary schools supported by academics and their unions and their recent statement, which declared China is right about censorship. Don't tell me the dragon isn't moving across our, our country. Remember, we told you before the election that we were we weren't so much concerned about the election night, but we, we told you that the most dangerous time would be the weeks, the days and weeks after the election. In this two-part series, uh, which we will release today and we, whenever you're hearing this, we've attempted to lay out our case that the dragon is China and that old Europe, the old Roman Empire, are colluding together to bring down the United States of America. 
That is what we are witnessing. It is a struggle between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. America is waking up to the stark reality that her days as as, as a nation, for those who really are discerning what's happening, her days as a nation are hanging over a cliff. We are precariously close to, to, to losing all the glorious freedoms that were given to us by our founding fathers who were guided and directed by God himself to write the greatest document save the scriptures of Almighty God the world has ever known, the freest place on earth, the Constitution of the United States. It's being torn up and burned right before our eyes. And meanwhile, the band plays on. The church continues to produce its false prophets, its, its phony preachers, its compromised congregations. An anesthetized culture has fallen asleep in front of its its uh, its internet and its iPhone and its its the Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. Go down the list, man. Everything that has worked to to place us asleep. And while we have slept and while we have grown fat and happy and compromised, an enemy has crept in. America has not sinned uh, against uh, the nations of the world. America has sinned against light. These days were prophesied to come. Now, I want to say something along those lines. It is not easy to say what we say. We have asked you for several months now uh, to to give us a, a fair shot at hearing what we're saying. And we have tried with all our heart to put forth what we're saying from a biblical perspective. And we've laid out the case, sometimes going for an hour or two, but but we're trying to wake our brothers and sisters up. Our Lord is soon to return. He is coming to get us. And all these horrible things we've been talking about, make no mistake about it, it will all be brought down. Because Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. And he is the Lord of Lords. Remember, He told us these days would come. He told us so that his church would not be afraid. His word is true and and understand, (laughs) we pray, and be wise. Know what the will of the Lord is. You know, there's so much more we can talk about. I had had another pile of things I, I wanted to share. There's so many things we need to learn. But make no mistake about it, now is the time for us to wake up. And and again, what we have presented to you in this two-part series, we take a chance by even speaking these things publicly. Remember, we're recording all these things. Everything's being cataloged, quantified, categorized. Everything you do, everything you text, everything you search, everything you watch, Everything you buy, all of it, is being tracked. We, as the body of Christ, need to take heed to the warning of the Lord, to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. My brothers and I have put out um, the truth as we see it. You can take it or leave it. It's not a point of salvation. But we think we've laid out a good case 
to explain the signs of the times. What we pray most of all is that you be safe, you take care of your family, and above all, brothers and sisters, lift up your heads as our redemption is drawing nigh. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We trust you and we long for your return. Even so, return quickly, Lord, is our prayer. Brother Jeremy, Brother Fernando, anything else to say? Would you please say something before we close? I'd like to hear something from either one of you, both of you, actually. What are your concluding thoughts? It's a uh, compelling case um, that we find in, in in the Word of God concerning um, this this puzzle of the book of Revelation that we're trying to put together with the grace and help of the Holy Spirit because we can we cannot do it without him. Um, you know, there, there's key insight in 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 the understanding of, of these words like uh um wound and worshipped. Um, huge insight that the Bible gives us that'll help us understand the key components and key players that are before us today. And when we turn on our television, whether politically, geopolitically, and, you know, with this pandemic and everything that's going on, um, are we being given, this is the question we must ask ourselves, are we given, being given insight by the Holy Spirit to understand what's going on is the Spirit speaking to us? And if he is, what are we going to do about it? Mm. Are we preparing ourselves? Or are you just going to say, no, things are going to go back to normal. Um, you know, the pandemic will come and go. Um, <laughs> a satanic anointing has come over the nations that we have mentioned. And over people. Yeah. People in high places. I was just watching the, uh, an interview with with the um with with the, the, the founder of Twitter. And you just look at you look at his face at his countenance. He doesn't care one bit what the people are saying. These are men that are sold out completely to the enemy, completely given over to the spirit of the age. And they're laughing as they see the very nation that gave them the opportunity to be who they are is crumbling. Wow. But you know what? I take great confidence in that there's one who sits on his throne who is above all. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Amen. And he's coming back again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man. Praise you, Lord. Praise God. Heavy stuff. <clears throat> you know, makes you think and, and ponder on everything. And really what it comes down to, you know, to, to those of you that are listening to two things. You can either ignore it. We can either act like it's not happening or we'll just wait and see what happens and just think, man, we're just absolutely crazy. Lost our <laughs> mind. Right? Or... Yeah. <laughs> or 
you can let it sting you right now, but allow allow that to to get you to the place where uh, where you open your heart to what God is possibly speaking to your life this moment. I know it's a heavy trip. I know it is. You know, uh, especially you know we're we're all at different levels, right? In our walk with God. We're all at different stages, but I think we God all wants us to come to one mind, to 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 come to that place of 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 understanding where we're at and what we're going to do in this hour. We pray that you are strengthened. I am strengthened, and to know that at the end we win. <laughs> at the end, the King of Kings comes, and uh, the party's about to be over. That's one thing I can tell you. The party for the devil is just a short time that is left for him. But that party is going to be over. Jesus is about to appear. Amen. As king of kings and lord of lords. And he will take his church with him. He will take his people. That's you. That's me. Those of you who endure until the end. We love you with all our hearts. Yeah. pray. We pray that. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will bless you and encourage you always to keep looking up. God bless you.